Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome into another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? We are ignoring all the news that's going on right now, that's been going on over the past week. Obviously, it's the holiday season. Merry Christmas to everybody who celebrates that. Happy Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, Festivus, whatever it is you celebrate. Matt and I are going to be talking about all the best and the worst of basketball in 2019. Just this year, we'll have the all-decade episode coming up for New Year's. But right now, we're just going to focus on 2019. Remember to leave a rating review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you guys listen. That would be a great, great Christmas gift for Matt and I. You know what? And if you guys want to give back, you send us a screenshot of your rating and review um, on Twitter or Instagram at 5OutPod. And we'll send you a t-shirt. And let's get it going. I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it, yeah. I just want to be alright with it, yeah. There is a lot to unpack here. We, I, I gave you a pretty, pretty decent-sized list of things. We'll at least touch on everything, but I don't know if we can go in-depth on every single item. Because, I mean, we have... Uh, we have the top five out fans on Twitter, which is obviously a big one. We got bold predictions for next year, best moments. Where do you want to start? Because you've been, you, you know, you had the uh, last episode off. Do you have a, a particular thing that you like most? Uh, I mean, we can just start from the top of the list. Uh, was it wildest moves in free agency of 2019? Wildest move in free agency this year. I feel like there are two answers to this, and it's just a matter of personal preference. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, I, just me, my one is Kawhi and PG to uh, the Clippers. I just thought that was kind of wild how it all panned out and how the Clippers maneuvered it. So the other one would be, would you agree, Russell Westbrook to Houston? Just because yeah, of where I, he I went? Would, yeah, I would I would say yeah, and kind of what the Thunder got for b- trading both those guys off, kind of a big haul. Mm-hmm. The the KD, I feel like Kevin Durant to Brooklyn surprised. Maybe it surprised New York just because they yeah, thought he was going to go to the Knicks, but around here, did, yeah, you knew exactly. It's just a matter of where, but it's like we all knew that K- K- Kyrie wanted to go to the Nets. They're boys; they want to play together. Why wouldn't? Why is he going to go to the Knicks? It's, it seems like that's a lot for KD to take on anybody to take on themselves. Um, but yeah, so a little little quick story about Paul George. So some of you guys may or may not know, but I do. Co- I cover the Nets for uh, USA Today on Netswire. I used to do Thunderwire, and I was I was asleep the night that Paul George got traded to uh, the or that the trade got reported by Woj about him going to the Clippers. So my boss, thankfully, got it, took care of the initial stuff. I woke up the next day to that shitstorm, and I'm telling you, man, I woke up at maybe 7.30, and I think I had an hour hour break until I want to say 7. I wrote the entire 
day. It was nonstop chaos the entire time because it's new detail every single step of the way. Then I, you know, some people work 12 hour days and whatever. It's just, I've never seen so much news come out about one thing in such a short period of time. It was freaking crazy. And I, and I also wasn't a huge fan of it because I didn't like seeing Paul George go to another team. And he's like, he went back to LA like he said he was going to. I thought he wasn't going to do it. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I also thought it was just how it all panned out. I just didn't see Paul George being that piece to go with Kawhi. Um, but yeah, no, no one did. Yeah, that that was. But it sh- definitely, but it definitely changed the landscape of the NBA for the better. I think. Mm-hmm. Because and that kind of goes now into it's all you know the you had the what if moment. Um, so I yeah. had two, one being last towards oh. you know, the end of last season. Wabs if Kevin Durant doesn't get hurt. Or Clay Thompson doesn't tear his ACL. I mean, do the Warriors? They win. They win three. I mean, that if changes a whole lot. Does Kawhi leave still? Like, you know, how does that all pan out? Um, if if the mm. Raptors had lost, I think Kawhi. I think Kawhi would have left no matter what. I mean, like he obviously there was part of it that could have kept him there even after after the win. But I feel like if they lost, he wasn't going to stay. You thought he would have? No, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. What if? I don't know. Fair enough. Um, and what's, then, and what, are those your two what ifs? No. Well, no. Oh, that no, was no, kind of no. like all in one. But my other one was, you know, what uh, if Kawhi went to the Lakers? <laughs> dude, forget it. Forget kinda, it. Kind of how, like, you know, we see how good they are right now, too. Can oh. you imagine if Kawhi went there as well with those having those three? Yeah. It would, it would, it would be worse than the Warriors. Oh, I, I don't even think it's close. I mean, you would literally have. I would be, to me, in my opinion, you'd have three of the top five players in the NBA on the same team. Now, when the Warriors were yeah, constructed, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you had three of the top five. I mean, you definitely had four all, legit all stars. I mean, Kevin Durant, I think, is a, when he's healthy, he's a top two player in the world. But and Steph's definitely top ten. Clay, top twenty. Draymond, probably top thirty. So I mean, obviously, still good. But like, you're not. You don't have three of the top five on the same team. No. Three of the top five is is stupid, unfathomable. Stupid. Two of the, two of the top five is freaking crazy too. But I mean, I mean, yeah. You look at back what LeBron had uh, when he was with the Heat, and it's like <laughs> this. This that would be nothing. They'd have that team would have zero chance, and that was LeBron at his peak. Yeah. No, not happening. Crazy. Um, my what if moment is what if Danny Ainge put up enough. Uh, trade pieces to go and get AD and then you have him for the one year rental he's here now what does that look like what do the, what do the Boston Celtics look like right now and I don't that's think most people would feel good about them right now no I mean that, that's a, definitely a good one um, I would have changed a lot even even Jalen Brown for Kawhi uh, what if moment mm-hmm. you know well, that would have been that would have been last year's I think that would have been a good last year's what you're if you're saying for, for this sure. year maybe that would be a what if for the decade here. Yeah. yeah, AD being at being a Boston Celtic to start 2019-20 because they couldn't have gotten him in the middle of the season last year because of Kyrie's contract yeah. and everything. Would that have kept Kyrie here? I don't think so. What do the Celtics look like if that's the case? I feel like it's I mean, if you have bad, if you have Car- if you situation. have Kyrie and AD, obviously you now are a title favorite. Um Yep. I don't know if at people would have loved the team, but you know, I I think it all ha- everything happened for a reason and I think you know, yeah. it all went the best way possible. I mean, Kyrie's Kyrie. Everybody loved Kyrie the first year here. It was the second. Yeah. It was it was all that. Yeah, that and mess. it wasn't just um, him, but it. I mean, he definitely 
deserves the blame that he does get, not all of it. But now I think that that kind of brings um, that brings all of this. You know, brings us, I think, to our disappointing list. So we got most disappointing players of the year, most disappointing moments, most disappointing teams, and then three fan bases that are screwed. So I would say uh, starting with the most disappointing players, I'm assuming you have Kyrie on your list. Uh, I mean, I kind of went all around. Like I couldn't re- like narrow it down. I was kind of just jotting off my head um... – he definitely, okay. he definitely would be on somewhere on that list because if you're talking about even in this year, he's been hurt for I don't even know how many damn games. Yeah, we don't need to restrict um, it to three. That's no, fine. I'm just we saying just I, like whatever. so, I, and I didn't even really yeah. think of like when you forget like 2019. That's you know last season, pretty much most of last season too. Um, but yep. I was kind of thinking more fresh in my mind, like guys this year who are disappointing. Um, CJ okay. McCollum is definitely one that's disappointed. I'm a fan of him. Oh, that that's um, a good one. I just think that, you know, obviously that has to do with why the Blazers are struggling. Uh, Draymond Green is another one that's kind of disappointing this year. Uh, and I get all the injuries and all that, but I just never thought he'd be on a team that's, I mean, that bad. Um, so it kind of de- it diminishes, it diminishes who- his value or shows, like, that he is a role player. Yeah, it's it's yeah, with him just being the guy in charge with D'Lo, that's it's not look good. And you, I mean, you, we all thought that he was this like you know, elite level player, and he's good, very good, but that he's not uh, he's not on another, not that next level. I would say um, I, I can understand how some people would say Kyrie because like I'm looking at it from a different perspective where you know he, he was supposed to stay here, he left. Didn't handle it right and everything like that. Like the way he left in the end. Forget about the the cancer stuff that everyone wants to talk about. Um, but the guy who actually I alluded to him before, Paul George is one that I'm disappointed with because he went and gave up on everything. And it's like, well, man, like, you know, you had a solid team there. If Kawhi's not going to the Lakers, and even if he stays in Toronto, like realistically, even if he stays in Toronto, doesn't go to L.A., then you still kind of have a similar landscape to what we're dealing with this year. There's still duos across the league. I guess maybe the Rockets look a little different because then you have Chris Paul and James Harden. Although, you know, maybe that's working out better because Russell Westbrook's been another guy who's been a disappointment so far this year. Though, you and we called that right from the jump. Ty, not so much. He had him as, what, his number three team, I think, in power rankings. Is that right? Uh, I think he had him pretty high. Yeah, I think it was his three. So, so that so he's been disappointing too. Um, I mean, I, I, if we're jumping over to disappointing teams, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that the Blazers, because McCollum fits right into that, um, and then you have uh, the Spurs are right there for most disappointing team yeah, too. Spurs, Trailblazers for me. I also put Jazz, even though you know obviously they have a winning record. I just thought they'd be a little bit better. <sighs> Conley's been a disappointing um, player too, and that and that one's more. In li- I know there's injuries and things there, but that's more his play than George, which is like a, yeah, obviously Warriors. We talked about. I also on a disappointing play. You know Ugh. who like kind of is disappointing to me, and he's still obviously very talented, but maybe it's just more of a defensive end thing. Is um, the Joker from Denver there, Jokic? Yeah, when I saw him come back, and it's like you look, yeah, like he I, dude. He is just one of the pounds. laziest defenders I've ever seen, and I know he's like. Fact, sort of, but 
I don't know. He's kind of when I maybe it was just because I watched him that game in Boston, played them in in Boston, and he he just I don't know. I mean, he had a lot of points and stuff, but he just you could just tell he just he was just really bad on defense. He was. You think when you saw him put on all that weight, I don't know how you look at it and say, yeah, that's not going to be a problem. And we've been hearing it. I mean, they're they're the four seed right now as we're recording this, but it's like it's. They're still not as good as they sh- we thought they were going to be in the course of everything. Um, I'm trying to think anybody else that's a good disappointment because I was just doing like three guys. Uh, I think that that pretty much covers it. But going back to the most disappointing teams, though, in the course of everything, I, I think those two, the the Spurs and Trailblazers, are head and shoulders above everybody. Um, when I look at the East, I mean, I don't. I don't think I have a team that's really disappointing. I don't really have a disappointing team. Like, again, Nets, but Kyrie hasn't really been there. Um, Exactly. Everybody else has kind of played how we expected them to play. Exactly. The Heat, I mean, they'll come up a little bit later on in the conversation for sure. Um, Most disappointing moments, and I guess, again, I'm beating the dead horse on the Paul George thing, but when I found that out, I was not happy about that. Yeah, I guess for moments, too, again, I'd agree with you on that. I didn't really have anything different. Kevin Durant was another one that was him getting hurt. Yeah, that was like, and and Clay. yeah, dude. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, yeah, and Clay. But the thing with Durant was like, he's we're all everybody's like, oh, he's soft. He's not coming back. He's not. He's not. He doesn't want to come back. He's it's all this stuff about him wanting to leave and he wants to prove a point. All this crap, and then he does come back, and then he gets hurt. And I get it that they've said from. The, since it happened, and KD said it himself too, it was you know I'm a grown man. I made my own decisions. Fine, I respect that. You take an ownership of it because it is your decision at the end. But you have a calf issue that you're dealing with, and then your Achilles gets hurt. Now I know you can have like you, it doesn't always coincide, but I mean when it happens like that, there probably were signs that this could happen, right? Don't you think? Yeah, I, I would say. I mean, I I think they knew there was something serious going on. And- you know, I get it. he's a basketball player. He hates sitting there watching. It's in the NBA Finals. You're going to try to give it a go. But um, uh, looking back, hindsight, I respect it that he went out there and yeah and tried to play. But uh, I don't know. Now looking at it, it kind of sucks without the league without him. You know, it's it's definitely has an effect. It, it makes Brooklyn not as – you know, obviously Katie and Kyrie there, it's – it's a championship, you know, caliber team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say one of my disappointing moments slash teams too was like the Celtics that last year's run. That just obviously was. I mean, I think we all saw it possibly unfolding like that. It just the For fact sure. that the way it happened, like you know, they win game one by whatever twenty points, dominate, and then literally lose four in a row. <laughs> so um, I thought that they were pretty. I think that's totally fair. They were very disappointed. We all thought they were. Yeah, like you said, we thought they were title contenders. You know, it's another one, too. No, disappointing moment, player, and team all centered around New Orleans. The disappointing moment, Zion getting hurt. Disappointing team, the Pelicans. Obviously, they've been brutal. Um, and now, I get it. They don't have Zion. That's a huge part of it. They're still disappointing, though. I, I didn't expect them to be, like, what? They're, yeah. like, 6 and uh, that is, that tw- is 22, true. I, I thought think even what without Zion. That's exactly what it is. If they didn't, they had yep. enough, you know, pieces, but... And I get that Zion's dealing with a knee thing, and he can't play, and I'm sure he can, he can only do bike at best. But seeing him as huge as he was, like that was a, <clears throat> like this is 
like disappointing player kind of category because like, are, are we are we witnessing a bust? I don't want to go that far. I'm just saying like I, that mo- the thought crossed my mind. I'm not saying he's a bust yet, but it's a possibility. It's, it's, it could happen. I mean, Jackson Hayes could end up being their best pick, or Nikhil Alexander uh, Walker. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, sorry. That's hey, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander's cousin. Yes, um, but anyways. So now we have the three fan bases that are screwed. Well, my top two, and we don't really need to dwell into this because we talk about this at nauseum sometimes. Knicks and the Bulls are obviously my two that I think are screwed. <laughs> um, then some other ones, just, and it's mainly East teams because, like, when I look at the West, even the teams that are at the bottom, they at least have some type of future, you know, maybe a couple pieces that, you know, are a couple years away, but... Mostly out of the East, like like I think the Cavs are pretty screwed. Mm-hmm. Oh, the I feel Cavs like the are Wizards. I like screwed. that too. And again, they have good play. Like yep. they have Beal, they have Wall, but I don't know. I just feel like that there's nothing. They're just <sighs> the same team. Um, same with like the Pistons. Because I because again, like the Pistons are a team like they'll be around like the eight ninth seed in the East, but like that's the worst place to be in the NBA. Yeah, it's but like the purgatory. thing is, I think some of these fan bases you can get away with it. Like Pistons, like they're somewhat relevant. They're kind of cont- like you're in Detroit. Let's yeah. think about this. Okay, and it's not talking about the city landscape or anything like that. That is what it is. But you have the Lions. They suck. I'm pretty sure the Red Wings aren't good anymore, but. That could be the Blackhawks. Either way, I don't care. Uh, go listen to Skate Pod if you want to know more about that. But um, and then the Tigers—they now suck. So they were the worst team in all of baseball. All you have are the Pistons, maybe the Red Wings. Like that's it, though. So if they're if they're kind of flirting around with the postseason stuff, and they could be if everybody stays healthy for like five minutes. Yeah, all right, you make the eight seed, and then the the they do what they did last year, and the Bucks kick the crap out of you for four games straight. I don't yep. Know. But if you're in Boston or somewhere else that's you know cares more about winning, like more than just a, a postseason berth, yes, I would agree with you. They'd be screwed. But I just think Detroit has nothing going for sports. I think that you're right. I think the Knicks are screwed. There's, they are at the bottom of the barrel until Dolan is gone. I don't think. <sighs> I think that the Bulls are in a, a bad situation because of of. Uh, Boiling, even it, and you're going piss and tie off even more when we're that texting. Was, that was Fennis Dembo's fault. That wasn't mine. Yeah. Well, you, you oh yeah, okay, because you share, you didn't share it with him or anything. But uh, he told me to share it with him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that they're in a bad spot, but I think they have talent there. That's the thing. I have something. I think they have something they can build off. I think they have in New York. They have a repellent there. That's their problem. Um, I don't think the Warriors are screwed. The Grizzlies are actually in a pretty good spot. I, I wonder about the Blazers. I will say that. I think the Hornets, as much as Graham has been nasty, I think they're screwed. I don't think they're going anywhere. Yeah, they yeah, they don't I don't yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. And I think the, Cavs. Like the Hawks too kind of bugged me being six and twenty two. Yeah. So, like that, like that. so you know I know they're still young. They have pieces. I'm not I'm not ready to give up on them as much as they're the bottom of the barrel right now. But I think the Cavs are the absolute armpit of the league. Oh, cat! Yeah, that's not even close. Yeah, I, 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 I think the Knicks are embarrassing and everything, but like the Cavs are the Lubbock, Texas of the NBA. And if you don't get what that means, just just know you never want to go to that part of Texas. Um, anyway, so then that brings us to our three most surprising players 
of the Aurora. Yeah, but hold on. Oh. Before we go to that, I'm sorry. I, I, I just saw that I wrote this down. It says disappointing moments. I go. I wrote anytime Harden goes off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I seconded. That's number one. How the hell do we overlook that? Great call. Sorry. I, I literally just saw that. I was like, oh, no, that's the funny one. I wrote that one down. Well, I will tell you what. James Harden, this is a little uh, tease for everybody. James Harden is involved in my three best moments of the year. Um, Three most surprising players of 2019. Um, So I'm I'm thinking more this season. I have... Duncan Robinson's number one. I don't think we'll about him enough. With a, number one with a bullet. Couldn't agree more. Um, probably, he's arguably, I hope he goes, I hope he gets invited to the three-point contest. He's arguably one of the best shooters in the NBA. Better. Talk about a kid that, you know, from New Hampshire, played Division three basketball. Um, then obviously went on and played at Michigan. Um, Somewhere along the way, he's also played in the uh, Noonan Nation tournament, oh, yeah. right? We had him at our... At our um, Annual Noonan Nation tournament, was, so pretty cool playing against now an NBA player. Um, it just, I, you know, when you play against an NBA player, you just realize like <laughs> a guy, he's just he's elite. He's elite at that skill shooting, and at the end of the day, he's got he's got size. You know, he's six seven, six eight. It's, that that makes a difference. You can get your shot off whenever the hell you want. Maybe so. uh, maybe Duncan will have to uh, will have to set, set aside some time. We'll, we'll set aside time for him. To, uh, yeah, to talk with us, nah, he's, he's a re- he's a really nice guy too, down to earth um, guy. So makes me uh, it makes me not mind the heat as much. He does. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, I also had Siakam. Oh, that no question. It's he's that been, that I those mean, two are the biggest no brainers of them all. Yeah, I've been out of the game live, and he, you know he made me eat all my words I said about him. Even though I just said he could never be a number one, which I guess at the time wasn't like a really you know, disrespectful. No, thing. that wasn't disrespectful at all. No one thought Pascal Siakam was a number one. No, yeah. that was a, like that. That was like the most like freeze, like lukewarm take you could have, Matt. You're, yeah, yeah he, he's turned every, he's proven everybody wrong, and he's shown what can happen if you play with a guy who's you know got to deal with load management, and you're with a superstar. You learn from him. You get opportunities. You have to make up for what he can bring to the table. Then when you have to do it on your own, if you le- like learn properly and everything. You're gonna go and blossom into something special, yeah. But it's also yeah, it's, t- it takes a lot to get there too. At the same time, yeah, definitely, definitely a good thing for the Raptors. I wrote another player, Baines, Aaron Baines. <laughs> yeah, but he's kind of slowed I, down a little bit too, right? He has, yeah. But he got off to a really hot. I just never thought Baines would put up numbers like that mm-hmm. ever that's, in the league. That's fair. You, you got, know who also has been like, and I know you've been like tweeting on the the, the uh, five out accounts. Uh, Kelly Oubre has literally been dunking on everybody. God, dude, that freaking killed me on when he dunked on freaking Paul George. I know he got him back, but it's like, stop it! I mean, he's literally been he's literally been dunking on, and I don't like the guy. No, I think he's a punk, but dude, he dunks on everybody. This he smokes. Yep, he's been who he, he's been good. Who do you have on that list that's different from? Uh, what I had wrote. So I have well for me one is Brandon Clark. Obviously, I, I gushed all over yeah. him last week. I, I look. I didn't think he was going to go and be a bum, but I didn't think he was going to turn into what he is this yeah, quickly. He's pretty good. So I just wonder. My, my only thing that I wonder with him is: is he already at a ceiling and it just he got there so quickly because he's older, or is there a lot more to this guy's game? I'd like to think it's the latter because I want to see the Grizzlies do well because now I have another reason to like the Grizzlies again because you know, Mike Conley's gone, whatever, you know, respect. But now John Morant, dude, holy hell, 
God. Yeah, John Moran's nasty. That, uh, if I look back on a take that I wish I could have back for 2019, it's that I said that Barrett was going to go and be the rookie of the year with Zion getting hurt. Because I would have. I still think Zion's not going to get it, but it's going to be John Morant. I hope I said Easy. it was John Morant because I thought he was an NBA player since I saw him at Murray State last year in the tournament. He's savage. But if I was to go and put most surprising, like definitive three, I think Siakam, I think Duncan – uh, Robinson deserve it. And the other guy I'm going to put in there right now is uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. I actually get to watch him quite a bit. And, dude, he's been a player of the week candidate. He was It was three weeks in a row. He was a player, player of the month candidate. Like, this guy has gone off when Kyrie has been out. And you know what? They have been a lot of fun to watch. He throws up an excessive amount of lobs to Jared Allen and uh, DeAndre Jordan. But you know what? They get him down. And he wins ball games. He freaking he's a dog. He fights, and I just and he's smart too, which I appreciate that. But I like everything about that guy. I, again, now this is a guy. He wins in the regular season. I think in the in the postseason, I, I he can't be the guy in the postseason for you. But I like the fight that he has in him, and he's just been he's just shown a lot. Well, I mean, I think you get a unique view since you cover that team. Um... I, I've never really liked him, but he definitely he's had some good games. So I can't. Yeah, he, he's yeah. I mean, like, like uh, he's he's definitely one of the most improved players. And actually, just to stick with the Nets theme, of course, one of the most disappointing players um, has been uh, Tarian Prince. I was very high on him in the preseason. Yeah, I, you, that's all you would freaking talk about. It was it was it was ridiculous. His shooting was outstanding, Matt. And he's yeah. oh my god! It's it's been so inconsistent. Another guy who's uh, who deserves to be in the most surprising conversation too is Jalen Brown, thousand percent. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, J- that, that is a good point. He's he has been he has been a lot better than I expected him to be. Now, now I've written this, and you, we, you feel I know you feel the same way. Jalen's been great, but as much as he and as much as he deserves to be in like all star consideration. He needs Kemba and he needs Jason. Like he, he he works off of those two guys. It's 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 not him on his own. He is the third guy, well fourth if Gordon Hayward can stay on the floor. Which I'm surprised that he didn't somehow sneak his way on your list because you've been uh, chirping a few people on Twitter. I saw you keep calling Gordon Hayward soft. You you went on the radio and stole my line. We haven't talked about that. I did not. I didn't. I didn't steal your line. Did you listen to we talk? No, I just saw the headline. And said you. Said yeah, of course. Saw. Friggin' John Anderson of the uh, what is it? The uh, the Winners Club Pod. Keith putting words in my goddamn so mouth. So you didn't say yeah. he was soft. No, I no, but I said things that could lead one to think that I feel he's soft. But I, that's not. I feel like the nose thing. Was soft. Obviously, the broken hand, whatever, and and obviously his his leg, ankle thing. That that's not being soft. I just thought the nose thing. Like you go out, you don't have a concussion, your nose isn't broken. So why the hell couldn't you go back in the game? It was very strange. It's strange. Okay, that's that's soft. I'm sorry. That's being soft. It was. I, I mean, that, and this is where they thought I said he was soft. When I saw the hit, I was like, well, unless he got hit in the nose, I don't see what the issue is. And then we saw the replay. Clearly didn't get hit in the nose. Yeah, that's so all I'm saying. I guess, I, guess, weird. I guess the point is we're not calling him soft. I just said soft. Like the move was soft. You know, yep. you don't have a concussion. <laughs> you don't have a broken nose. Why can't you go back in the game? The, the, the big, the other big difference between you and me in this situation is that I have to see him a fair amount. You never have to see him, so I have to. You know. Yeah, I get no. I get it. I, I don't think 
you you know I wouldn't badmouth Gordon on the radio. You don't know him. I'm just saying the in general when, from it was what weird. I saw, that it's play, just, I thought it was soft. That play was that yeah it was that was a very strange play, and I still don't get in the end how it hurt him like that. Uh, three most surprising teams. Now I'm curious. The Thunder would be in my most surprising teams if I hadn't been screaming from the rooftops at the beginning of the year that they could sneak their way into the postseason. And right I'm now, as we're there. Going, I said the same thing. Okay, so you so they're not in your most surprising teams. No, the uh, Heat. I are thought for Miami sure. Heat won definitely. No questions asked. And the Raptors have to be because I thought the Raptors weren't going to be that good this year. So Where did you think they me, were going to be? Heat Raptors. Where did you think the Raptors were going to be? I thought I'd, I said, like, you know, in the East they would be 6th, 7th. I don't know. Okay, so lower than where they are, yeah. They, they, I mean, yeah. I feel like they're a definitive they're, – they're fifth as we're recording this. I feel like they're a definitive um, five. The Pacers will fluctuate, but without Oladipo, they're yeah. going to be sixth at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I also put the Lakers, like, kind of on the outside of it in the sense of, like, I didn't think they would be as good as they are. Yep. I'm with you with the Man. Lakers, and I'm with you with the I Heat. I knew they would sure. be good. I just didn't think they would be as good as they are right mm-hmm. now. You know, um, another yeah, th- like I didn't put like obviously the Thunder. Like I kind of I said, hey, don't, don't be surprised if they find out that you know they're in the eighth spot or something. So right to me, they weren't in my three. I thought off the top of my head. I th- oh sorry, the other ones uh, I, I didn't say my third. Lakers, I didn't even count as my third. I just kind of put it at the end. The Mavs. Mm, yeah, third now, seat. and I had said I like the duo, and I had I think I had them twelfth on the power rankings when we did it. But I just you know how they're playing right now, kind of, and how you know fast Luca and uh, the rest of like how he's run that squad, how fast it's you know taking place. Uh, to me, that's pretty. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty the, Heat, the the Mavericks and the Heat are in mind, and I actually did put the Lakers as much as I had the Lakers being the two seed. They just look so freaking good when they're on right now, man. They just they look yeah. unstoppable for almost yeah. the, the entire you know first quarter plus of the season. It's just it's crazy. And you know what? Um, we talked about the disappointing teams, and I didn't throw this one in there. Actually, two of them. The Jazz are definitely one of the most disappointing teams for me so far. Maybe the most. Yeah, I, I, I said them. You did? Did I say them too? Uh, I don't remember if you did, but I definitely said they're up there. Definitely up there. They actually probably are my number one. I would say it probably goes Jazz. Yeah, you were really, we were both really high on them. I was, stu- I was stupid high on them after the free agency. It's yeah. Jazz, probably Spurs, Blazers are my uh, realistically like my most uh, – those those are my three for sure. Mm-hmm. Um but the other one too, the Nuggets. I mean, I know that the four seed is we're talking about them right now, but they like you talk about the Joker. He's just he's not there. I don't know. Sorry, I, I just felt like I, for some reason my brain is telling me that I didn't go. We didn't talk about those two. I, I yeah, obviously oh, we I did. Okay, uh, three best players. So this is not surprising. This is best. A um, little bit harder to debate, I guess. In some yeah, way. this I, was no. this was pretty hard for me. I I have like three and then a three B. Okay. So I'm getting, um, let me guess. So I think right now the best player in the league is Giannis. I don't think it's close. Okay, you don't think it's Luca? Possibly. No. Okay. Giannis is the most. Di- Giannis is Shaq that can dribble. Okay. I, I, and again, the jump shot, yep. whatever you want. I don't know. From what I've seen, the guy is just a machine. I, I I'm done like trying to like come up with like saying he's not. I think he's the best player and he's the he's the most valuable player right now in the league. I don't think it's close. One thing that I think we'll talk about when we do the All Decade episode is if you could pick a guy to start your franchise with right now, 
Who yeah. would it be? And see, my thing is, Giannis is obviously one of those people that you think about, but Luca is too. No, Luke. And that's, that's why I, mean, I said it's better it's, shooter. It's, it's, the Mavericks. It's tough for me. Yeah, the to big, not Luca is not on my list, but he's it, not on he's your list of top three players in the league. He's not. Hell no. Okay. Thought he would and be. I'm for not sure. saying hell no in the sense of I don't think he's good. I'm just saying my top three with the B is Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi, AD. Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi, AD. And okay. I don't think any Luke is not better than any of those guys. He's been playing better than some of them. Dude, I don't know. I don't think he's playing better than any of those four. Those guys, those guys are on another level. And obviously, if Katie's there, that's that rounds out my five. I mean, he was the yeah. Well, Katie's Katie's. I mean, if Katie's healthy, this is a different conversation. But no, but I, but I'm saying that rounds out. Luca's not in the top five. If, if Katie's playing now, you could make an argument to me that he's the next player after those four. Is he your th- is he your three? So you're saying you have three guys, and then you have three more in additions. No, I'm saying like I have Giannis, LeBron, and then I don't to round out the top three. It's either AD or Kawhi. I probably just go with Kawhi. Okay. Um, but AD has just been an absolute animal, so it's it, that's what I'm saying. I don't know who to put at three. It's three A, three B to me. Uh, man, I, I I'm surprised at you with with the whole Luca thing because I feel like why, it, dude? I, you're gonna tell me Luca is better than any of those four? No, he, dude. He's was he was he's been freaking outstanding. I'm not saying he hasn't, but he's not better than any. I wouldn't take him over any of those four guys. Right now, you wouldn't. Over those four? I'm at, yeah, I'm I'll, asking you. Yes, I'm not, I'm not saying he's the best. I'm not saying he's my number one. I just, I'm saying he's not there. He is not better than Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi, or AD. No, no. <clears throat> Look, I, understand, I get it that he's – part of the thing is he's young, and I know he's going to become something more. But my thing is that I'm not <clears> – I would go – See, you know what's funny too? You know, see, this is for me to think that you were going to go this way is not outlandish because you were you were saying when we were over the summer that Giannis is not the best player in the league. You were saying it's LeBron. After and what Kawhi. I've been watching, he is the most dominant player in the league, and it's not even close. Well, but at the begin, but the begin, like in the summer, you were like, no, he just won the MVP, and you were saying it was LeBron and well, Kawhi I, over him. I think it, it, I think it's because I saw what Kawhi did to him. But I don't know. He just seems like a different. He's on a different mission. I don't know. He just seems he is on a different mission. That's a fair way to put and it. And I've always liked Giannis because I like how he doesn't work out with other guys. I like how he's competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets some people. I, I don't know. I just like he's got the dog in him, and I and I like that about him. But the, the thing I like um, about Luca is, and I've said it a couple times on the show, he said that he's studied James Harden game a lot, right? But he doesn't. He's not as sloppy. He's a lot more refined. And I think, and I think that's why I mean, he's so much. If you're going to ask me if I would take Luca over James Harden, yes, I'd take Luca over James. Well, no, I mean, Luca is definitely a top. I think Luca is playing at a top. He's a top three guard in the league. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you can tell me. I, you just couldn't convince me that he's at those four guys are just like on a different I, levels. Sounds like maybe too much. Those just four guys to me are just. You know, there's there's no one better than those four. Part of the problem is that I'll admit there's just he's come on, come on and he's hit the ground running from where he was last year. Obviously he's hurt, so that makes and it, he also doesn't have the stature of those four guys. I mean, those dudes, are, these guys are huge. How tall is Kawhi? Is he six, he's six six seven six is eight. It, isn't Luca six seven? I think Kawhi's six eight six nine, and I feel like Luca is six seven. Well, I'll tell you, Luca doesn't strap like Kawhi. Does. No, of course he doesn't. Kawhi is six seven. As I'm looking at here, excuse me, 
And then, yeah, Luca's up. Yeah, that, that's the one thing I will say. Lu, yeah, Luca defensively, you're not going to get the same thing, of course. He's 6'7". He's the same, he's the same height as Kawhi. Look, I, obviously, I'm very pro Kawhi. And no matter what, LeBron is, uh, is outstanding. AD has knocked my socks off. And, of course, Giannis is what he is. But right now, if I'm picking three guys, for sure, I'm going with Giannis, going with AD, and I'm going with Luka. I'm sorry. And you know what? Part of the LeBron thing, I will absolutely admit, has to do with what I just heard out of Kevin Garnett's mouth on the Ben Simmons podcast. It was outstanding. Hey, listen, I'm not a LeBron guy. I'm just – I call it how it is. LeBron is a top three player in the league, and it's – I don't know. It's not up for debate to me. That team is – uh, it's fine. Well, guess what? I just debated you. I just said – I told you that's not the case. You know what, though? Well, you know what, that, though? The fact that you t- – I mean, if you want to tell me right now, would you take Luka over LeBron if you were starting a franchise? Yes. That's obviously, different. LeBron's that's 35. Di- that's different. But right now, who would you take in a in – a, Seven game series, Luca, LeBron. Uh. Well, that well, you look at their teams. That's a lot different too. I mean, I, obviously, I'm not taking. I'm just the talking about one look. game. Like you yep. can, you, they can have the same teams. It doesn't matter. Same player, equal ability, whatever. I'm taking LeBron. Hey, let, let's just let me just put it this way: if they go and they play each other in the postseason, and let's just say by the grace of God that the Mavericks win, which you would, in the grand scheme of things, you would not be upset about. Just remember, right Hell now, no, I wouldn't. You're on the same side of history as Nick Wright. Just remember that. What do you mean, same side you, of you, history? Nick Wright is picking LeBron over Luka Doncic, isn't he? Yes, he's not picking. Le- he'd pick LeBron over Michael Jordan. I, dude, I'm a it's realist. Same, yeah? I'm being real with you. I, Luka, I, I know Luka you're being is good. Real. He's not on LeBron's level yet. It is, I'm, it's fine. I'm just saying. Right now, I mean, you're talking about the probably the second best player of all time. Oh LeBron God, James. what am I? Well, I'm getting really. And I don't out like him. You. <laughs> and everything KG said about him is true. I'm just telling you, talent, everything that he's done, and what of he's course. doing right now at the age yeah. of thirty, whatever, is inc- is in- is crazy. He's incredible. He's outstanding. He's one of the greatest athletes of all time. I mean, possibly yes, the he's most. Be- he's better than Luca right now. Forget about basketball and whatever. He may be the most athletic human being that's ever like. He's yeah, up there. He's like a, he's like a god. Absolutely. I'm just saying I like Luca more right now. That's, that's hey, all. Listen, I love Luca. And uh, AD, so too. I never thought I'd say AD. I never thought I would. But uh, holy Yeah, I mean, I don't hell. like him. I don't like AD because of the whole Celtics thing. But, I mean, the guy is an absolute animal. He's a savage. And since I wasn't there, I'm going to just put this on the record. This goes to my brother who's trying to tell me how would Shaq guard AD. Uh, Shaq would literally, and I'm, you know, I'm going off the the thing you guys talked about last podcast since I didn't get the way in. Just quickly. Yeah, no, please. Shaq would literally put AD in the basket. <laughs> yes. Like, he would dunk the ball and then dunk AD in the basket. It yeah, it wouldn't even be close. Okay, I just wanted to weigh in on that. Yeah, of course, yeah. and then there's LeBron versus Kobe, too. Well, we already know Kobe wins that battle. Yes. No, it, Kobe Kobe would say we'd get in his head so fast, it wouldn't, you know. You know, speaking but, of that, that's going to bring us to our top three moments of of this year and honestly i know i said three but i really only have two that stand out above everything else because they're just so friggin' awesome and they both came at they both came actually fairly recently and i was just so goddamn excited but i so first we have and we tweeted this out from the show handle at five out pod dejounte murray coming at james harden oh my god he doesn't care the funny thing is that is that is 
One face. of mine. I don't care who you are, what you've done, and how much the refs are going to coddle you. You're just another person. Go f- Thank you, DeJounte Murray. I'm a, we're now a DeJounte Murray podcast, everybody. No more yes, Celtic stuff. None I, of that. That was that – was, I, I, I became a – I mean, I was already a fan, but that definitely made me a fan. I, I wish I was there with him pushing James Harding. I'm going to get a DeJounte Murray uh, tattoo, actually. One of my other moments, too, was the Lillard three to knock off OKC, even though I know that was your squad, but when he was doing the waving stuff, that was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a good one. That was a really good one. It was great. And, like, the face when everybody's on him, he's looking at the camera, like, that was, that was unreal. He's, yeah, I mean, you can't, I mean, it's, it's Lillard, so it's like, that's, you got to respect it. Dollar. Yeah, it was, it was a, that was a great moment. That was a good one. The, I mean, there was a lot of, I mean, obviously the Raptors winning the title is a crazy moment I never thought I'd see. I mean, it was always just, you know, oh, yeah, um, they have Vince. It's cool. It's fun. Whatever. It was good for the NBA, I think. Some people don't think it was. I do. Because, I'm, well, cause what? Because they're not a team from the U.S.? That's the only reason why. This I don't know. I just thought it was, it breaks up the dynasty, that kind of stuff. I don't know. I, I was ready for, yep. like, now that's what's transpired after that is good. I mean, now we got some balance, some yeah. balance in the NBA, you know? I, I will say, like, another important moment was just... You know, we've talked about it a few times already today, but the the fact that we got the way the way free agency went, the excitement around it was outstanding, and then just to have it where be where it's just a bunch of duos. Yeah, some guys got a good third piece, like obviously Danny Green's lighting it up out there for them. They have Kuzma too, but uh, and of course, um, oh my God, what's the what's the uh, bald guy's name? I know you know his name, the short the short white guy that they have on the Lakers, who throws down. Um, Christ oh sakes, Caruso. Caruso, thank you. I want to say Kruks, but that's a that's a Nets player. But uh, but anyway, sorry, the, the joke got ruined there because of that. Uh, but the num this is this has to be the number one moment, and it's freaking KG going on Bill Simmons' podcast. I'm sure everybody's seen it. If not, we I have it the the moment and everything transcribed for you on ei.com. This came out last week, but God, I was like, this is why I hated LeBron as a kid. It wasn't just because he was good and anything like that. It's because KG and them did not care that he was a superstar and that he was a chosen one. He was going to have to prove it, and he, didn't, he just thought he was just going to go right through them, and they didn't like him. And this is why Ray pissed me off so much at the end, because they hated him. And then he said, you know what? I'm not just going to leave. I'm going to go join the guy who just beat us. So KG talking shit and saying, like, there's respect. But we ain't we ain't boys. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's why I love kid. That's some old school. I mean, that's why I love about that squad. That's yeah. And, and then it set Twitter on fire. It's like yeah. yeah so, well, Twitter was going nuts because there was people tweeting like, "Oh yeah, Wildwoods and LeBron like stuff on the Heat." And it's like, dude, context. Like he started about when he was on Cleveland. Yeah. Then Le- he made LeBron go to a super team. Yep. And then you know it's so it's so corny. People on Twitter like. I can see why people get in Twitter fights all the time because then someone's like, well, the Celtics created their super team. So LeBron had – it's like, no, the Celtics – KG didn't create – join a super team. He didn't even – they had to convince him in a trade to sign his trade clause. And then they traded for Ray Allen. Like, it wasn't like Bosch and LeBron holding hands going yep. to Miami. Trades were Come done. On. Trades were done in the course of things. KG needed some persuasion. Ray Allen going there, going to Boston, had an impact on things. But he still ended up. It was it, like 
I never have a problem when trades are done. That's why when you look at the Yankees in baseball, it's like, well, they got to go buy everybody. Yes, they developed young talent, but they buy everybody. You look at Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. Well, it's like the Warriors were a fun team and nobody hated them. Everybody loved the Warriors before KD went there. But then it's like, now nah, I'm going to go join a stacked team already. So it's mm-hmm. like, again, not cool. Nobody likes that. It's just, it's, you're a front runner. LeBron, you form a super team. It's like, what are we doing? This is, I mean, it was, I'll never forget. I th- I'll never forget that I was over at my grandparents' house the day I saw that news. I'm like, what? Why are these three, three guys on the TV together right now? It's like, what the, what the hell is going on? This is just, but anyway. But yeah, and KG said it too, Dwayne Wade. It's not just LeBron. And that's, and that's the other thing, Matt. You know how I used to really not like Dwayne Wade and now so much he doesn't bother me. That's why I didn't like him. That was it too. Because Kate- well, it was tough for me because I always liked I liked Wade before LeBron got there. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't know why. I just didn't. But there's but the thing is that the, 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 what's so awesome about KG in that era too. It's not just that they talk the shit. And this is where people maybe maybe it's just a Boston thing or they just don't know this part of history in Boston sports when you're not from here. You knew with those guys, they didn't like the people they were playing. Like they didn't need to go out and there wasn't no. Twitter and all this shit. You just knew from watching them play. The emotion was there. It was great. And they, they wore that. He wore that on his, on his, you know, well, the expression is they wore it on his heart on their sleeve. But I, don't, I also like they talked that shit and they were about that shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things, a lot of guys now who just talk like they were about it, that group. So, mm hmm. Thousand percent. It was it, actually, you know, speaking of, uh, of KG and the Celtics too. Iman Shumpert went on a podcast too. I think it was with Complex Sports. Yeah, the Lala thing. Yeah, the, he, he never that said That does that. make sense. Like, KG, I, I couldn't imagine KG. That is corny as hell. <laughs> it was fun. At the time, like, we all laughed because I thought it was funny as all hell, but I, it is kind of corny. KG is crazy. I don't think he would say some shit like that. This brings us to three best teams right now. I think right that, now, I mean, I think it's easy. Lakers, Bucks, Clippers. No questions asked. The Bucks still, but the thing is, the Bucks are like a distant three. They are a vulnerable three. I don't. I, the Clippers, uh, obviously, we saw the Celtics do well against them. We've seen other teams do well against them. But I look at it and say that that the, the still early Clippers and Lakers are still up on like another level. Everybody's chasing them. The Bucks are there. Everybody in the East is chasing them, but they are attainable. Like the, like they are beatable. You know what I mean? They're also in the East, so that's the, yeah, well, yes, but but there there are a few teams in the East that can absolutely beat them. Now, that was probably the easiest one we had so far. Uh, three favorite players. Oh no, sorry, nope. Get, jumping the gun. Three fan bases that lo- that are that look great right now that are in a good position. Uh, see, uh, yeah, I guess when I read it, when you when you wrote it on the email, I just thought like three, like what are the three best fan bases? I kind of meant. Oh, oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's a tough one. I wouldn't expect you to know. I, I more so meant. All right, well, go, go with what you like. What did you? So, have? so what I meant was like when we looked at the, um, we looked at the three fan bases that are screwed, right? They, they yeah, like their how, what are the three best fan bases in position right now? Exactly. Yeah. So, what do you have? I would say right now, um, believe it or not, I actually have the Pacers as a team that are in a really good position because Victor Oladip, when he comes back, so the thing is. This year, not going to be that great. You guys are not going to go far in the postseason. You're not going to – if you make it there, I assume you will. 
But what's going to happen with the thing? The thing is, the Pacers are taking their time with Oladipo. They know it's more important that you give him some time later on, but you just got to get him healthy, get him mentally where he needs to be. You don't want to have a Paul George repeat if you can help it. And they've been there before. They had to go through Paul George in the early stages of the bullshit. Obviously, they don't want to deal with Gordon. The same thing with Gordon Hayward. What happened there um, in Boston? So I think they're in a great position because they're still a decent team. You added Brogdon. You bring in Oladipo. I think that – and honestly, as much as having success where they, if they were like in the four spot would be great, we've seen what that's done to teams like the Celtics. I know Kyrie's a different animal. I think that that's good for them that they're kind of just like clearly they can see we need Vic. So I think that they're actually in a really good position. And I think – I said it with Ty last episode, Matt – when Victor Oladipo comes back and they're at full strength, they're right there with they're, like they're right there with Bucks, Celtics, Sixers. No questions asked in my mind. They're mm-hmm. they're without question a top four team, and I can see them making the jump all the way up to one because Oladipo was that good beforehand. And now you have Turner, Sabonis, Brogdon, uh, Lamb, the Holidays. I mean, like that's it, I, I love that team. They got some serious depth. Um, I would say my num- now that's my number one. After that. I don't necessarily – I like two, three, I don't have them numbered off. But I will say that I think that the Nets are in a good spot just because I think that right now they – like I get the Kyrie stuff's weird, but you add KD when he gets back for the future. If he's healthy enough, you have a lot of good pieces around him. Jared Allen has taken a step forward. DeAndre Jordan looks pretty solid. Joe Harris, if well, he's going to stay. But I, I like that team. That's another team. That's why, like, with, with the Celtics, Sixers, and Bucks right now, uh, assuming Giannis stays, they got to figure their shit out and win it this year because it's going to be real tough in the East next year because with all the people and KD back, holy shit. Um, and then the other team that I would say is in a really good spot right now is the Mavericks because I think the thing with Luka is you're probably – I don't think you're going to lose him and have to deal with the free agency bullshit like you do with most other guys. I know Giannis, we don't know, but there's a chance with Giannis that it works out because the whole because he's not from here. Same thing with Luca. And obviously he looks nasty. So those would be the three teams that I would go with right now. Yeah, I, I so I'll just answer from how I did it. So I just my I think like the best fan bases in the NBA, obviously Celtics, Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, two good fan bases. I also like two like and obviously I would consider Boston a larger market team. Of course. Um, two smaller market teams that I think have really, really good fan bases are the Utah Jazz and the Portland Trailblazers. I think they okay. have some, you know, pretty good fan base. Yeah, support there. I think it's. I think it was pretty. I think the Bulls have a very loyal fan base, maybe to a fault at times. Some might. Some might argue that. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Ty. Um, but. Um, what was I – oh, man, I just had a good point. Oh, you know what? And speaking of like the fan bases, you know, obviously the, the ratings have been down in the NBA this year too. We keep hearing about that. The one place where they haven't been down though is Boston because the, the fans are in on this team. They like them. They're fun. Oh, yeah. They're good. The, I, I can tell you right now, the numbers on EEI, Celtics are doing damn good. So just so everybody knows, all that bullshit does not apply to you because um, I assume that like 98% of our listeners are uh, – our Celtics fans. Um, I just closed out the wrong tab. All right, so then, oh, three um, favorite players. Three favorite players, right now from from this year. Who have been your three favorite players? And I know it's tough because you have the 
Are you, I mean, you did you look at it from this year or did you look, go with both? Yeah, I, I, I guess more just this year. Okay. You'll be happy. Luca is on that list. <laughs> it's funny. I, I don't know that Luca's on my uh, three favorite players list. Oh, I, really? I, I Luca, just. I, Luca, that, go ahead. Luca is on mine. Okay. Who else? Uh, number two would be Kemba. Okay. Uh, and number three, I don't know if I, I just put two off on the top of my head. Three would be, go with yours. I can't remember who my third one was. Okay. So my number one is John Morant. I love watching that kid play, Matt. He's so good. Yeah, he's, he's a stud. Oh, and, and the whole thing with the Grizzlies pick and how it'll convey and everything like that, I, I do wonder, seriously, is it going to – it may convey this year because I don't think that the, the Grizzlies are going to be – I get it. If they're, if they're still in like the, was the 14 teams, they could still somehow drop down to the top six if they get you know in that top four range. They, get, they end up getting uh, the ping pong balls going their way. But I just ah, – I don't know, man. I, just part of me thinks that um, part of me thinks that they're gonna they're gonna be in a really bad spot to make that jump into the top six, and that may not be the bad thing for the Celtics because they could be good next year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, then I would say that my number two, <sighs> my number two this year, uh, I do enjoy watching Dinwiddie a lot, but I'm not gonna go and throw him in there. I would say the guy, you know who I like watching a lot and and this is hard because like I have to I cover him in an unbiased manner is um is Marcus Smart. He's doing he's going above and beyond and it's like the thing is um you see him in the post and he goes at guys that are like 5 inches taller than him and he can still stop them in their tracks. How the how the freak can you do that as a guard? I don't care how dense you are. This should never, ever, ever happen. So, I mean, like, it's hard not to love watching that guy go after, get after it. You know what I mean? No, I'm with you there. Um, That's a good one. I like that one. And I So, so the rat, did you finish your three? Was no, no, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I said, so I remembered wh- where I was going with this. So I didn't pick a third because I had two guys who were in my 3A, 3A, 3B. So mm. Luca, Kemba, and then I, I, lo- I love Kawhi. I could watch him any day of the week, and mm-hmm. I I gotta stay loyal. Lillard, Lillard's my dude too. So mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. The um, the other guy who I, I mean, like, I, I Paul George. As much as he's like all the crap that's happened, like I can't not. You know, I mean, like he's one of my he's like one, been my favorite guy to watch in the league since he was with the Pacers, and it's still the case. It's just that it's just I have mixed feelings about it, just with everything else that went down. Because I, I did I as much as. This KG thing really opened my eyes too because it's like there's the sh- the bullshit that happens with the league like that stuff matters. I don't, it's just I don't know why, but with the NBA, it really does matter. The the drama and all that crap because like you just I don't know you see more of the players. It's not it's not like the other sports where if it's football, it's like oh he's a dumbass or oh you get excited or baseball like I don't know it does it doesn't do the same thing always for me. But basketball it does. Yeah. It's just something about it. Um, there's just there's something about the respect in the game that I don't know when guys kind of just try and jump it it just doesn't I don't know um, okay so uh, I don't know why I put this one on the list this should, I feel like should be for the all decade one don't you no no the coach the coach question that I have well no you three least favorite players did I, did 
Did I pass that? Oh, yeah. three least favorite players. All right, go ahead. All right, so number Sorry. one, James Harden. Yep, that's no question. Number two, asked. James Harden. And uh-huh. number three, James Harden. Hmm, James Harden. See, I thought you'd make some room for Ben Simmons in there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't. One is James Harden, two, <laughs> Ben Simmons, yep. definitely. Yeah, those are, the, those are the easiest ones. Um, I don't know who would take the third spot because I hate them more than anybody else in the league. It's, I mean, James Harden is far away, number one. It's not even close. I would say the number three guy that you talk the most shit about is probably Dwight Howard, but he's been pretty good. I know, but I, I just, like, to me, he's like he's actually having a good year with the Lakers, and I'm saying, like, because I, I don't want to say he's irrelevant compared to Simmons and Harden, mm. but he's just not like what they're supposed to be on their respective teams. Real quick, going back to favorite players to watch, you know who I really who I really, really like watching in is on Paul George's team? And I know you like watching him too. Trez? What? Trez? I, I like Trez. I do. I do. Lou? And, what? Lou? Lou's good. Lou is fun to watch. Obviously, Kawhi is fun to watch, but you're missing one guy who, you know. Pat Bev? Yep. Pat yeah, Bev. He's a, he's a dog. He's a friggin'. Asshole, and I love it. He does not <laughs> care at all. He's just—I mean—he's dropping f bombs on after interviews and games. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude, doesn't care whatsoever. He's a—he's a crazy dude. Yeah. You know, another another fan base that I, I wonder. By the way, go. I know I'm jumping around, but the Kings one too. I don't know what the, what they are like. What is their future? I know they just re up Buddy, but yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, but De'Aaron Fox has been dealing with an injury, but that that's another weird situation. That's a guy who I'd like to see a lot more of this year. But honestly, when it comes to God, my least favorite players, um, I'm right there with you with Harden, with Ben Simmons. But everybody gawks over Ben Simmons left and right. It's it's a bit annoying. You know, Terry Rozier is number three. I sorry, I just remembered it. You must love Graham. You must love how Graham has taken Dude, over he, there. Well, I liked him at Kansas. I'm just happy he's flourishing in the NBA. I I didn't think he would do this, but he's been great. I have I have mixed feelings about Paul. I've disliked him a lot in the past. You know this, but the whole rule thing that he did, like like the the tuck shirt shirt tucked in, was. Kind of funny, but at the same time, he's also pinning the ass about it. Um, you know, the whole thing with, with Jokic, I got to be honest, like coming back overweight after you had like this all-NBA season, that irritated me. And then he's been a disappointment all year. That kind of bugs me too. You know what I mean? I don't blame you. So, I mean, this is like a very distant three, but I think I think he's going to be the guy that I'm going to throw in there right now. And, you know, there are, like, guys who, who you overlook because they're just not as prominent. But I think – actually, Bobby Portis kind of pisses me off too. He's just like – he, and Julius Randle pisses me off too. Wow, man. Everybody's pissing you off. Yeah. Uh, Portis is just – Portis is a dink. I mean, we all know this. And, like, my thing is, okay, so it's Pat Bev, right? But Pat Bev backs it up and his team, he helps his teams win. Portis is just what, – what, what's your point? You're just an a-hole for the sake of being it. There's no benefit to it. And Randall act like gets upset about calls like he's a freaking superstar. I know Tatum does it too, but he's at least supposed to be. So um, go off. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's the Knicks. I don't want. We give him enough airtime as it is. Um, uh, keep clicking on the wrong document. All right. So then we got coach that you would hire right now. You're talking about any NBA coach. I was confused by this. One, any right? NBA, NBA coach. Who are you poaching? Now, I right know a now. lot of people, like, there's a lot of, you know, at least Boston fans who kind of were salty on him after he left. But to be honest with you, in the landscape of the NBA right now, yeah, I, think you're right. I don't think I'd want any other coach than Doc Rivers. I think it's a great call. Um, obviously, my number one coach is Greg Popovich, hands down. I think he's the best coach. I just think 
Well, I'm you're talking long term. I don't know how many more years Pop has left. Well, you're you, you're the one that reported heard from the inside source that he doesn't have that much time left. Yeah, coaching, um, of course, not not on the surface. Pop, <laughs> Pop would definitely hands down be one. Not not if like if 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 I knew he wasn't retiring in the next five to ten years, like that guy creates culture, creates a program. Yep. He's unbelievable. But I would say honestly, other than that, if I was going in a different route, it would be Doc because mm-hmm. I think. What Doc Rivers does really well is he did with that Celtics team is, you know, he might not be the best X's and O's guys, but he knows how to hold a locker room accountable, culture, all that kind of stuff. Uh, he knows how to handle superstars. Um, so, and that's obviously in the league, that's what you need to win. So, Doc I think Rivers. guys whose stock has kind of risen, uh, look, Pop is the standard. There's no question about it. Um, and he, and if I needed a guy to coach a team for one season, it would be Pop. There's no doubt about it. I yeah. think that uh, Spolstra deserves a lot of credit because he's, you know, through, we, through the years, right, we were all like, yeah, well, you got LeBron and Wade and Bosh. How the hell do you not win? You didn't win enough. You're a disappointment. But now we see the heat, and we did not – a lot of people did not yeah, see them no, he's been awesome. doing this. Um, of course, Brett Brown is the, the, the number two gold standard after uh, – after Popovich, no, I'm kidding. But um, Carlisle, another guy. Look, I know Luca is a stud and everything. Yeah. Carlisle's a good coach. To see them succeeding, I think the most disappointing guy right now. Now you could say it's not. It's disappointing because this is what he is. His teams always are in some some way. They end up disappointing you along the way. But I would throw D'Antoni as the guy who's like, yeah, you you look pretty bad right now. Everybody thought you were going to be something special. It's like, well, aside from me and Matt, of course, everybody thought you were going to be something special. It's like, well, no, no, you guys still are are, are massive disappointments. You're not going to win shit. You're in. You have. I'm convinced they have no chance in the postseason when they get there. They're not figuring it out. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry actually at all. I I, suck it, Rocket fans. Um, Suck it. But uh, outside of those guys, uh, I, I mean. You know, Doc. I'm sorry, I didn't mention Doc, but Doc. Doc is a very, very good pick. I think in the courses. I, I wouldn't pick Carlisle either because you know where he is in his career. I would probably go with Spolstra. Or believe, but I never thought I'd say those words. Uh, and Stevens, obviously, his stock has improved. I would go with Spolstra or Doc, and I would probably go with Doc because because you think about it too. Spolstra, like those guys, the kids that you're dealing with now, he coached LeBron. Like they're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. be more inclined to listen to him now too because you he has that he has kind of pedigree, which I never thought I'd say that again about Spolstra. Um, was there anybody else that you had? I mean, Vogel's having a good bounce back too, obviously. But I mean, I don't like Vogel. Did you like him when he was in Indiana though? Yeah, I, I actually kind of did when he was in Indiana. I, okay. I'm just saying I just can't like him because he's LeBron and all that stuff. But I, I don't think he's a bad coach. I just don't think. When you're coaching a LeBron team, you don't actually coach. Exactly. You, you, your skill has to be just not getting his way. Exactly. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, bold pre- Okay, bold prediction for the NBA in 2020, the year of complete clarity. <sighs> All right. I'm, since it's bold, I'm going okay. the Boston Celtics will be in the NBA Finals. Oh, uh, you bastard. Uh, <laughs> that, that's honest. That was mine. The, it's it gonna, was. It's gonna be, I don't know. I, I mean, I couldn't. That's a pretty bold prediction. It's a very I, bold prediction, but it's also a realistic prediction. It's uh, realistic, but it's bold. I would say my other bold prediction is going to be the Knicks. This uh, this isn't that bold. The Knicks will be. Uh, they're going to finish in third to last place 
in all of basketball. Is that, let me see. I want to see where the standings are right now. So right now, it's the Warriors, I think, are in last place. Uh, yeah, the Knicks. The Knicks will finish in the bottom five, and they're going to get bumped back to, like, the seventh pick or something like that. I think that, that can happen. Yeah, I think because it's a three. Yeah, they, they'll they'll get bumped back to like number seven in the That's draft this year. It's going to be miserable, and they're going to riot. Um, they're going to riot because New York just. Can't, that's I don't know. If, I guess that's not that bold of a prediction. But uh, here's one for you: the Cavs are going to get the number one overall pick, and they're going to draft the wrong guy, and he's going to turn to another Anthony Bennett. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay. Oh, and that brings us to we got a couple. Couple things regarding our listeners and everything. Obviously, um, from when we started the show, and I know we got one more episode left on 2019. But from when we started the show, we've had a, a loyal group of listeners, and we appreciate all you guys very much. Um, but there have been a few that stood out. Matt has just a couple shoutouts that we got to get to that are important because uh, some of our listeners that actually, you know, let's get, let's do them first, Matt. Who do you have for the, for the shoutouts this week? All right, so one shout-out goes to uh, Zach Abalo. He plays at Kobe Sawyer. He was uh, named the GNAC Rookie of the Week. Pretty good honors. Um, yeah. You know, a really nice kid. I trained him during the summer. Um, yeah, goes to Kobe Sawyer. He's having a great freshman year, so shout-out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one goes to Eric Demers, Gordon College. Right now he's leading uh, all divisions – um, so this, I got this. It says last update December 18th. So today, he's leading all divisions in scoring, averaging 33.9 points a game. He's he's already had a couple 40 point games. So uh, the kid is hooping. I think we will have to get him on the show somewhere along the way. Yeah, no, he's he's a great dude. He'd come on. He's, yeah, he's a real good dude. Then that brings us to the last thing that I wanted to do was top three five out fans on Twitter. We have some fans who are loyal listeners that are not on Twitter, and we don't. We try to not go give people's real names. But if you're on Twitter, it's fair game. So we're going to start at number three, and these are definitive. We're going to go with Jordan Benoit, who is a guy that we've known for quite a bit of time. At Jordan Benoit, I'm sorry, at Jordan underscore Benoit 94 on Twitter. Uh, he's always thinking of us when, uh, when shit that pisses off goes on, and I appreciate anybody that does that, especially when it pisses off Matt, because he, he sometimes, nice. he's, I don't know where my next one's Twitter handle is, but yes, I, but yeah, anyway, sorry, um, and I love seeing you unhappy, next is Philip Jago, number two, and Philly. that's, that's his, his, actually his Twitter handle is Phil Jago, and holy shit, if there's any, there, we, I mean, we got two he guys, chirp, that, and I love he chirps everybody on on all the Celtics beat writers. See, I love everybody. Him. Oh my god, he's a, he's re, he's unrelenting. God, it's like, it, but he's. I mean, usually he's right. The man knows his shit. Yeah, he does. He watches every game, man. He knows. Yes, especially when it comes to uh, when it comes to basketball. I'm actually looking at his last tweet right now. Um, again, this is all on Twitter. Neither, none of these guys are private. Jim Murray embarrassing himself as we speak with his, as he speaks with his total lack of basketball knowledge. Can't believe B Rob is a willing accomplice thus far. I guess he was <laughs> so he's listening to ninety eight five. He's chirping him. Oh man! And then I think everybody knows who our number one listener and supporter is on the show. He gives a review of every episode, so I'm, I'm expecting Great. to get a glowing review after he listens to this one. And this is at Fennis Dembo. 
87. Fennis Dembo's truth on Twitter. I swear to God, he gets mentioned every episode. But he's, I mean, he's a big part of basketball he's, in the area. He's he's the Don. Um, he's a basketball uh, guru slash, like, he's just a basketball junkie. I, we got to get him on the show. Like, you would love talking we basketball will. with him. He, he just has a... A great knowledge for the game and like passion for the game. So it'd be, I'd be great if we had the Don come on. I think we, you know we talked about it two episodes ago. We're going to be getting guests for people. We get, we're, get, we're getting guests next year. Matt has a coach uh, that I do want to that I think would be good to talk to. I'd love to get Fennis Dembo on. I'd love to get. Uh, we got a couple other people that you and I have discussed. So I think we got and, and then Demers. So I think we got a, a solid list uh, that we're working on. And hopefully we can have a bunch of bonus episodes for you guys uh, in the first few months of the year. But do you have anything else? That's it. Uh, we'll be we'll be back doing one right for uh, all decade. New Year's one. Yes, the all decade. Oh, I, I got some notes for that one, man. I'm ready for that. I've been waiting for this one. Yeah, there's there's one particular category Matt has been asking for since before the season started, but the NBA news cycle never stops. Hope everybody has a safe and happy holiday. We will talk to y'all again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you know? I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be all right with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 